0: Hello and welcome to C3 Newcastle City podcast. It is our honour to host you and trust you will enjoy this message as much as we did. For more information about C3 Newcastle City or to connect with us, visit our website www.c3nc.com. Good morning, everybody. How are we? I don't know about you, but I've had one of those weeks that... Has just been a crazy week. Excuse me. Started off with a long weekend last weekend. I think, I, I don't know, we had about 50 people in our house on Monday. Tuesday, I drove 1,400 kilometers for a work trip there and back. Back on the Wednesday, we had Sean W. Smith, the, uh, the Christian singer, songwriter, like for kids and parents and stuff had him staying with us for the next two days so I had him staying around we've got our usual 50 million soccer trainings a week all five of us play soccer this year so three games of soccer yesterday and well wow, it's it's been one of those weeks um, and funnily enough when when um, Sean was staying with us we we're having these really good discussions because he was talking about how he's ministry's really been opening up to parents and we're talking about parenting and i was sort of thinking oh yeah yeah we're doing well with that yes 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 and you know it's it's one of those moments where like i've I've put caden to sleep chris is out i've put caden to sleep and so forth and we're talking about parenting and good parenting techniques and and caden appears out of bed like typical that's a usual thing yeah yeah our kids are really good at sleeping oh hang on a minute while i just go and rectify this so one of those sorts of moments now <clears throat> coming coming through so preparing my sermon now i'm i'm not like pastor Mel. i'm not like dr jim i'm not like pastor ryan who can just get up here and and talk i need to be prepared So when I prepare for my sermons, I have everything written down. Whether I say it or not, doesn't matter, but I've got to have it written down. And so I've been working through this week, all these things going on. And I was was doing pretty well um, up until last night. And um, I thought I'd be waking up this morning going, yep, just look over my notes, print them out. Sweet, we're swinging in. But who knows that when something's, good's happening in the kingdom there's a lot of opposition so I sort of expect that over a week I'm going to preach I, I expect that sort of thing woke up this morning we're getting ready and it's like Caden why are you missing hair okay now let me just preface this with something completely different Mum and Dad are about to celebrate their 50th wedding anniversary next month. And we're having a photo shoot this afternoon. You know, I never wanted to be one of those parents that had those kids that cut their own hair, but, (laughs) oh my goodness, Caden thought we missed our hair appointment, so Caden and I go to the hairdresser together. He thought he'd missed his hair appointment, so he needed to fix things up. It's in two weeks' time. He hasn't missed it. It wasn't that bad. But again, when he was supposed to be in better sleep, you know, good parenting, good sleeping, he decided to get up last night while I was preparing for my sermon and cut his hair in the dark in his room with no mirror. No, so... Here we we are this morning, like, I'm trying to be all spiritual, getting prepared for this morning. And I'm going, what What are we going to do with this? And it's like, we're going to have to cut it. And it's like, we threw out our clippers. Like, he's cut, like, really, really, really close to the hair. We threw out our hair clippers, like, a while ago. So it's like, oh my goodness, I started with sort of my shaver thing and it's like, God, oh, this is not going to work. And then I remembered, we have a dog grooming kit. <laughs> Can I just say that a dog number two is different from a human number two? <laughs> Please, he, he's a little worked up about it, so don't. He's, anyway, sorry, mum and dad. Uh, so that's been my morning. That's been it. Very good spiritual preparation for preaching on, on Vision Builders. But the thing about giving, the great thing about giving, is it takes your focus off your own circumstance because giving is not for you. But it is for you because you're actually sowing into something else when you give. Okay. We can put aside our circumstances no matter how crazy they are. And I love, I love vision builders. And, and as James and Naomi said, like last, last um, Maitland service, got a bit of a snippet of uh, what, what I'll be preaching about. And, and James, again, oh, he was amazing last week. He's another one of these people that you can just get up and talk, unlike myself. And, um, yeah, don't miss uh, his message at the 5 p.m. service. So, Vision Builders. For those who don't know what it is, Vision Builders is about a month where we talk. It's the only month in the year where our our church will talk about giving. And it allows us to step out in faith in three areas. And last week, uh, Pastor Mel covered the mission side of of the giving, the local uh, and international missions that we give to. But we also build the house. So we build our ministries and we build the future. What that looks like at the moment is putting money towards a deposit on our own building. While it's great to have a building like this, we don't own it and we want to own it. We want to have our own grip on a building that we can do bigger and better things, whatever we want to it, pretty much. And so next week is the end of Vision Builders Month. And that culminates in giving you the opportunity to bring a pledge towards vision builders for what you will sow into this year ahead for the church. So many of you might know that uh, Chris and I are renovation tragics and have been renovating houses for the last 20 years and Part of our success in buying and, and renovating and selling properties is to see what others don't necessarily see in a house. And I'm very fortunate in that I can I can think very visually. And so I can walk into a house and I can see what a house could look like when it's been finished. Now, other people don't necessarily have that, that uh, ability, but... I want to show you some, some things just to give you an idea. Because some people, you need to see. So the before and after, hopefully you can tell the befores and afters. Um, but this sort of thing here, I take and we put it into something that is better than what it was. I love this. This is how, this is how the uh, previous real estate agent, this was a couple of houses ago. I love it when pictures are terrible because they, people go, ooh, I don't want that. But I can see beyond what is already there, and I can see what it could possibly look like in the future. And don't get me wrong, it takes a lot of effort to go from the first picture to the second picture. And what I want to talk about this morning is the vision part of Vision Builders, okay? See, we can build plenty of things in our lives and even in this church. But if it has no vision or it's not aligned with a vision, then it's going going to achieve very little. If we had no vision when we started renovating a house, we wouldn't know where to start. If we didn't have a plan for the future, what we build would have no cohesion. we would pretty much take on a house and we'd we'd be fighting over what we're doing because we need to work together to have an end goal and we need to know what that end goal is. So what is vision? It's the ability to think about or plan the future with imagination or wisdom. So that goes to say that if I have vision, it would mean that I should have a better perspective of the future. Because I have imagination or wisdom to see it differently. Because the difference between the present and the future is the vision that you have. And you've probably heard this example before, and I think uh, Dr. Jim might have given it of three bricklayers, each doing the same thing. And you ask the first one, what are you doing? So the first one, and he says, I'm laying bricks. You ask the second one, he says, I'm building a wall. You ask the third one, he says, I'm building a beautiful church to house the presence of God. See, they're all doing exactly the same thing, but it takes vision to see something more than what you're actually doing. And what you're actually stuck in. It's more than just your present circumstances. And as a church, we've got the opportunity here to lay down a firm foundation at this point in our life as a church. We've got the opportunity, for those that you don't know, we've got the picture of of where we could possibly go as a church. and we'll have it up in a minute. But the thing is, it's going to take a lot more than just laying a few figurative bricks to get there. This is a big leap from this building here. Does it excite you to see that? But does it make you nervous too? I bet you it makes the accountant nervous. If we move into that building in town, or anything, if that doesn't come off, if we move anywhere bigger than where we are now, there's going to be a bigger commitment required from all of us. Even practically, buildings like that aren't cheap to run. Okay? If we want more people, we've got to be able to fill it, and we've got to be able to look after it. And we're not talking about bigger for the sake of being bigger. It is to get more people there. It's to give more people the opportunity to hear the Word of God. We could stay here. That's an option. We could keep doing what we're doing. And what we're doing is is great. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with what we're doing. What we have here is only the capacity for us. And see, we want to look beyond that. We want to have the vision to see what is beyond the here and now. It doesn't leave room for more to come. And there's a spiritual act to what we're actually trying to commit to. And I say that because it takes more than physical just to see what is being built. And what I'm referring to here is, now, now stay with me, the difference between giving and just giving. And hear me out, the, the difference between giving and just giving, I think, is the revelation in our heart. And this is where I'm, I'm going to become a Greek scholar for a moment and excuse my doctrinal simplicity, it's like the difference between, and uh, excuse me if any of you have any Greek heritage, the, the difference between logos and rhema. Now, both those Greek words translate into word. So you can have a word being logos or rhema, has a substantial difference in in that actually means an utterance. Rima is a thing said and, and broadly refers to any method God uses to reveal His specific will to an individual, whether by divinely directed desire, illumination, revelation, vision, or dream. See, you can read the Word of God, the Logos, but when you read the words and they become Rima, that's when things actually start happening. That's the difference between giving and just giving. It becomes more than just a direct debit out of your account every week, or oh, I'll just open my wallet just enough to squeeze out a bit of change. A Rima moment will change the way you give. Because you'll all of a sudden stop thinking about the financial transaction and you'll start thinking about giving of yourself. It becomes so much more than the money. In Proverbs 29.18, it says, Where there is no revelation, no rhema, people cast off restraint but blessed is the one who heeds wisdom and instruction. And in the message, it says it like this, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. See, we can read the Bible, but until we get the rema revelation, it will not have the same impact. We can look at things in the Bible... And we can go, Peter walked on water. Why can't I? Come on. Who's ever tried walking on water? Come on, how's the kid? Yeah, Nick King, you would have. The rest of you, ye of little faith. In Matthew, the story of Peter, 14.28. Peter saw Jesus and said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on this water. And for those that are, Nick and I, who've tried and failed, the difference between what we try and what Peter tried was that Peter heard the spoken word of Jesus. It wasn't a Logos. It was a Rima. And he got one word come. When Peter looked out of that boat, he would have seen his circumstances around him. And it talks in that passage about the wind and the waves. It was almost like he was more distracted by the wind than the waves. But Peter looked beyond his circumstances and he looked to Jesus and he received his rema, because that word was specifically for him. It was come. His vision, his focus was on Jesus. And he did what his circumstances denied he could do. His circumstances said, you step out of the boat, you're going down. But he had the word from Jesus that said, come. God, if you want me out there, yeah, come. But he also learned that if you take your focus away from Jesus, you turn your rema back into Logos where it becomes just words and you find yourself in a different place. He took his eyes away from the vision, away from his word, and he was ending up at the bottom of the lake. But what this demonstrates is that if you only do what is comfortable and within your known limits... You do two things. First of all, you deny yourself the opportunity to exercise your faith. That hurts sometimes. But the other thing is you deny God the opportunity to show you the impossible. Because the impossible is not impossible for Him. And don't worry, I'm preaching to myself here just as much as anyone else. And see, when we tie this in with giving, I think we need a fresh revelation every time we give. It's not just something that, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you've probably heard people before say, oh, I've given $50,000. And you've probably heard it from the pulpit. You've probably heard it uh, in messages. And that's great. You could go, they gave $50,000. I'm going to do the same. But it might get you into financial strife. But then again, $50,000 might even be a stretch for you. We're all different with different circumstances. And uh, I, I was taken to uh, listen to a, a message yongyi Cho gave one day. And he talked about, A man who came up to him and he said, You know what? I saw what you did. You came along, you spent millions of dollars, and you built a massive church. So I went and did the same. I went and borrowed millions of dollars. I started a church, and now I'm bankrupt, and I'm blaming you. He copied the logos, he copied the words of Yongi Cho. But Yongi Cho had had that revelation from God to say, okay, now's the time to rise up, go and plant a church. Use someone else's testimony as inspiration to move your faith rather than copy them. When we move with the inspired Word of God, our rhema, our vision, and our revelation we can do miracles. We can bring those walls down. We can heal the sick. We can move beyond our circumstances. When Peter stepped out of the boat, there had been no one else before him that had walked on water except the one that stood before him. Like in this day and age, if something like that had happened, There'd be YouTubes about it, it'd be on Facebook, it'd be on Instagram. It would be all over the place. But there was no evidence that this had happened before. So he moved himself beyond the impossible and into the impossible. He moved himself beyond the possible and into the impossible through the vision of through the Rema, through the inspired word of God. And that's the thing about a RHEMA word. It requires action of us. And it sometimes means we need to shift ourselves. And we might only get one word. It might only be come it might be go it might be stop so often we see our circumstances before us and we want to move the circumstances from the possible to the impossible to convince ourselves to stay here oh those circumstances are a bit too big yeah if i make them impossible that gives me a good reason to stay here If we spent more time shifting ourselves rather than our circumstance, then we wouldn't be spending all our energy on convincing ourselves that the storm around us is too big. We'd be saying, what next, God? Come on, bring on the next one. Those circumstances couldn't hold me back. Because when you have your eyes on Jesus, your circumstances disappear. But as soon as you take your eyes off Jesus... Your circumstances that can come flooding in and overwhelm you and flood your emotions and your thoughts and your head. When you, when you are consumed with your circumstances, that's when you can't think straight. That's when you make silly decisions. Does everyone know had this? You just can't think straight. you're stressed, you, you, you can't make a good decision. And in times like this, a leap of faith is into the unknown. But it's only our unknown, it's not God's unknown. If you believe He has a purpose for you, then you need to remind yourself that your leap of faith is not unfamiliar to Him, it's only unfamiliar to us. Remember, He's the one that's calling us to Him out of our own circumstance. So where does this all leave us with vision builders? I want to see us all. See the vision. And then you could respond in three ways. You could be a passive observer. You could be a logos giver. Just give. Or you can be a Rima giver. And honestly, I think if you pick an amount that you're happy with and give, that's fine. There's not going to be an issue with that. I don't think there's going to be any lightning strikes that will take you out. But I think if you can grasp the vision and the heart of this church and what Pastor Ryan and Erica are trying to communicate to you. It's about reaching and saving the lost. It's beyond ourselves. And it's to be in a place of prominence in this city and in this region. Whether it's here, whether it's in the cinemas, whether it's somewhere else, I I believe that it will motivate a move of faith within you. And it is a faith step. Jensen Franklin said, when God's going to do something powerful in your life, it will require you to stretch beyond your comfort zone. But that's where God is. He is in the stretch. And if you wait until you have enough money to give, I shared this at Maitland. This astounded me. I I went and Googled, How much money is enough? Oh, my goodness. And I I only got American uh, results. But Americans think it takes an average net worth of $2.4 million to be considered wealthy. What's more astounding is they think that to be just financially comfortable that you need a net worth of $1.4 million just to be comfortable. And considering the statistics say that less than 10% of Americans have that, that's a pretty lofty ideal. So if we give with the attitude of, oh, I haven't really got enough, <laughs> we're never going to have enough, Don't wait until you have enough. I think when I was thinking about it all, giving is a good indicator of where your heart is, because money is one of those things that not only society says we can never have enough of, but when you hold on to your, your money, you're holding on to yourself. You're trapping yourself in your own circumstances. I've always had confidence in God being my provider. And when Chris and I were married a couple of years ago, um, we didn't have much. We didn't have much money. We didn't have many possessions. Most of what we had was given to us. And we often reflect back to the times... When we had less than $10 in our bank account and couldn't put, afford to put petrol in the car. But as I thought about those times further, I went, we actually lacked for nothing. And it's like, hang on, we had nothing, but we didn't lack for anything. And I don't say this because that's a oh this is where we came from we were so poor. No, it's it's because our story is one that declares God's grace, His faithfulness, and His provision. And in this month, God is looking for those who will partner with His vision. It's not just Pastor Ryan and Erica's vision. It's not my vision, but it is God's vision. Luke 19.10 says, For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. That sounds like God's vision to me. It's just that Pastor Ryan Erica said, that's where we're going. And I'm jumping on board. The band want to come up. What's next? So next week, you will have the opportunity to present your pledge. And it's not, not to the pastors, not to the leaders. In fact, very few people, only those necessary, uh, will actually need to see your pledge. So don't think it's, it's your pledge is to impress anyone. And your pledge is over and above your tithe thing is no one's going to be invoicing you for payment of that pledge as much as the accountant would like to probably but no one is going to follow you up on that pledge we just ask that it's a commitment that you make in your heart and then honor that commitment over the coming year don't give just because somebody else is Don't pick an amount just for the sake of 50,000, 10,000, 1,000, 100. Seek your Rima word. But also, I want you to not make it just about money. I, wanna, I want you to use this as an opportunity to see where else you could give. God, what would you have me give, but where would you have me serve? How should I use my talents this year that you have given me? Our wedding anniversary is in, what, two weeks. And every year at our, on our wedding anniversary, we look over the year that has been. and we, we look at all sorts of things, and it's very convenient that it's the beginning of the financial year. This will be the 24th time we do that. We look at our giving, we look at our ministry, our family, our social life, and we ask the questions what should we put, pick up? What should we put down? God, where do you want us to stretch? Where have we been? Let's celebrate the journey that's been these last 12 months. And I know again that we are looking to stretch faith a little bit further and yes it hurts and yes it's a bit scary and yes it's nerve wracking but it's exciting to see what we're achieving as a church if we look back 5, 10 years and go on wow we're stretching ourselves this much like when you first go to the gym those first few weeks are pretty hard Exhausting, But you look back now to when you first started at the gym. We always have a great example of, of Dave Jordan. That's what you look like when you've been in the gym for a while. Amen. Yeah, that's right. You look back and you go, oh, that was pretty easy back then. It didn't feel like it at first. When I was in those circumstances, it was hard that stretch of faith was ouch and men your wives will probably want to stretch your faith further than you want from experience (laughs) you know there's a rule in cycling that says it never gets easier you just go faster And it's the same with the giving, I think. Because when you keep stepping out in faith, it doesn't necessarily get any easier. But the more you stretch that faith muscle, the stronger it gets. I want to encourage you to open up your eyes over this coming week. Seek God, seek your Rema word, so that we as a church can come with that one vision to seek and save those who are lost. So we hope you enjoyed our podcast and it was a great encouragement to you. For more information about C3 Newcastle City, visit our website www.c3nc.com.